Hello, and welcome to the Keto for Christ podcast. Have you been struggling to have success with keto? Have you tried it in the past, had great results, but somehow life happened and you gained it all back? It's so much more difficult the second time around. Am I right? Trust me, friend. I understand and I feel your pain, frustration, and disappointment because that's exactly what happened to me. My name is Cherie Haynes and I am so passionate about getting the message of keto out into the world. But what if I told you that bringing God into the equation could make all the difference? As Philippians 4.13 states, For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. So, do you want to do keto the easy way or the hard way? If you'd like to do keto the easy way, please join me each week as I share simple strategies for keto and as we pray together for the strength and commitment we need to honor this temple God has given us so that we can better serve Him. I believe when we do keto for Christ, success will be inevitable. Let's go ahead and jump into today's show. Hello and welcome back to the Keto for Christ podcast. My name is Cherie Haynes and I am so excited that you joined me today. Now, before we get into today's episode, I just want to say Happy New Year! I just love a fresh start, don't you? Well, today I want to share with you a paradigm shift that my pastor shared in his message just a few short weeks ago. It has really changed the way I look at what I put into my body and how I take care of my body. I'll be sharing several concepts from his message today, but I will make sure to link his original message for you in the show notes. I've already personally listened to it about five or six times, and it does take a while to fully wrap your brain around it, so I thought it might be helpful for you to hear it for yourself. Now, before we get into the main points, I want to share the prayer that Pastor Craig so beautifully started out with. Father, we ask that you would speak a word of life, a word of encouragement, a word of power to help us overcome anything in our lives that would be displeasing to you or harmful to us or others. God, by your power, teach us through your word and empower us by your spirit. Strengthen us, God, by your grace to live a life that pleases you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So what do you think is going wrong when we want to stop something, change a behavior, but we can't seem to do it? So often we have the right intentions, but the wrong strategy. Well, there are multiple factors working against us that are keeping us stuck, such as practical factors, emotional factors, relational factors, and physical factors. But at the heart of the issue, almost every time is a spiritual challenge. What often happens is we are trying to meet a spiritual need with something besides God. 
there is a void, a longing, an emptiness, and we are looking for something to meet that need or fill that void with something besides God. Pastor Craig asked the question, so why can't we change? And his answer was because we are trying to change by religion and not by grace. He then shared a verse that was so refreshing. It is Titus 2 verse 11. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. Isn't that amazing news? We are saved by grace and grace makes salvation available to anyone. Pastor Craig then shared with us the definition of grace, which means the unmerited goodwill and favor of God. It's unmerited, unearned. It's God's favor, his power, his strength. And the wonderful news is that it is always a gift. We can never be good enough to earn it. We can't do enough good works to deserve it. Oftentimes we tend to think, okay, I'm saved by grace, but now it's all on me. Now I've got to try harder, do more, follow all the rules on my own. But as Pastor Craig shared, it is the grace of God that changes us. And the same grace that saves us is the grace that sustains us. The same grace that forgives us is the grace that transforms us. Now let's go a little further in Titus and I'll share with you verses 11 and 12. For the grace of God has appeared and offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. Let's just allow that to sink in for a moment. Grace teaches us to say no to what is unpleasing to God. It teaches us to say no and deny our worldly passions. It teaches us to live a self-controlled, upright, and godly life. It's not the law. It's not religion. It's not us trying to do the right thing before an angry God that is just watching and waiting for us to mess up. No, it's the exact opposite. It is the grace of God that teaches us to say no to that which is wrong or harmful. So let's contrast religion and grace. What is the focus of religion? It's always outward. It's what other people see. It's an outward effort to please God. For example, I'm not going to drink anymore. I am not going to binge anymore. I'm not going to cheat on keto anymore. But in Matthew 23 verse 25, Jesus says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside you are full of greed and indulgence. First clean the inside of the dish, and then the outside will also be clean. Again, religion focuses on the outward, 
but the power of grace is inward. Pastor Craig then shared a personal example, which I have a feeling both you and I can definitely relate to. He talked about how he used to be able to eat anything and everything and wouldn't gain weight. Cinnamon rolls, chips and salsa, donuts, candy, cake, ice cream. People kept warning him that his metabolism would eventually slow down, and even though it didn't happen until his early 40s, It finally hit him, and he started gaining weight. So he went to the doctor and was told he either needed to change what he ate or go on prescription medication. He decided to change his diet, and on the outside, he was eating better. But on the inside, all he could do was fantasize about chips and salsa, chocolate cake, cinnamon rolls, and ice cream. He would do really well for a couple of months and then would give into temptation and sneak ice cream at 10.30 at night. Does this sound familiar at all? Well, it definitely hit home for me. So he was having a conversation with a friend one day talking about how to make change actually stick. And his friend suggested one of the ways you can please God is you can respond to his love by choosing what is best for what he calls the temple of the Holy Spirit. And you can make what you eat and how you exercise be not a duty, but a devotion. A way to be devoted to God. And suddenly there was real change from the inside. Now, I'm not sure if you remember this or not, but back in episode 19 titled, Who Do You Want to Be? If you know who you are, you'll always know what to do. I shared part of who I want to be, and I wanted to go ahead and remind you of that right now. I want to honor the temple God has blessed me with and ask myself before putting anything into my mouth, Is this honoring the temple where the Holy Spirit lives? Is this going to improve my quality of life so that I can better serve others? Or is this something that is going to detract from that? Well, what if we both got back in the habit of asking these questions before we put anything into our mouths? Do you know why I named this podcast Keto for Christ? It's because when I try to do keto for myself and by myself, I can't always sustain it because the worldly temptations sometimes get the best of me. But when I remind myself that I'm doing this for Christ and because I know this way of eating honors the temple he has blessed me with, It's so much easier to choose the right foods. As Pastor Craig says, if we just change our behavior but don't change our heart, the behavior comes back and that's why we don't change. Real and lasting change is a reflection of God's grace on the inside. So again, religion says, try harder. If it's going to be, It's up to me. But grace says, trust more. That honestly gives me chills to think about. 
Just that reminder that we don't have to do this in our own strength. As it says in 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So, do you think you could start thinking about doing keto and exercising not as a duty, but as a devotion to God? Maybe you could put this question as your home screen on your phone or type it up and put it on your fridge, your pantry, or maybe your steering wheel, wherever you need that reminder. Again, is this honoring the temple where the Holy Spirit lives? Is this going to improve my quality of life so that I can better serve others? Or is this something that is going to detract from that? Now, I know that change won't happen overnight, but the more we remind ourselves of God's grace and ask for His strength, the easier it will be to make choices that honor Him and His temple. So today I'd like to close with the prayer Pastor Craig prayed again because he just has this beautiful way with words. Heavenly Father, please give us more of your grace. Give us the same grace that saves us, God, and give us that grace to sustain us and change us. I pray that you would just forgive us when out of good intentions we try to change with religious efforts. Help us rely on your grace, not just to try harder in our own power, but to trust more that your grace is sufficient. And so, Father, I thank you ahead of time that from the inside out, your grace is going to change hearts. By your power and your grace, make us more like your Son. In his name we pray. Amen.